<laughs> Welcome to the weekly rebound podcast. If anybody just caught that, Greg's pet just made an appearance. There he is. <laughs> Everybody, check it out. That's that's what you call live timing here on Google Hangouts. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to the podcast. Always starts out different than the last. Never know how it's going to be when we're live here, Greg. But uh, Greg, Monday night had some great basketball on TV, watching the finals. Had some great basketball at in sports taking place right in front of us. I know you're a big raps guy for this season. Mm. You're a big Flint guy. So mm. it seemed like a little split for you on Monday night. But overall, how was your night as a basketball fan? Um, well, you know, um, honestly, the rap, you know, the finals, yeah, obviously I want the Raptors, but I can take a Raptor, you know, what whatever. I'm a, like you're a Net Celtics fan, I'm a Nets fan. Yep. No matter who wins, it's not gonna match if the Celtics or Nets won, obviously, for us. Right, so right. now Flint. Flint, baby. It came through for you. That's what we do. We had a nice night out after the win. We went to my restaurant. We ate the dubs per usual. Connor, probably we're going to invite this week because he's going to be picking Flint, hopping on the bandwagon. But it was a good week of Legacy League action, and I can't wait to get into it. Absolutely. And believe it or not, there were some technical difficulties on our end yesterday. Me and Greg tried recording this podcast the day after the uh, the league took place on Monday night. And Unfortunately, Google Hangouts was uh, being annoying and wouldn't let us post uh, yesterday. So here we are on Wednesday now, um, basically doing a whole nother podcast that feels like we've already done before, Greg. But here we are. We're banging it out. Got a great episode in store for you guys today. We're starting off with a surprise on the rise. We're going to get into the recap of all the games from week two. And of course, we'll be doing our previews for week three and our power rankings as well. And uh, you guys want to stay tuned into the end. We have a special addition to our segment for the preview um, which was courtesy of some of you guys who chimed in on Twitter. So, um, yeah, definitely before we get into the pod, if you guys haven't already, go drop a follow um, on our Twitter. We're definitely trying to be a lot more active this year on the Weekly Rebound Twitter account. Um, that's weekly underscore rebound. And, uh, yeah, follow us on there and, uh, you know, just tune into all the action that we'll be tweeting now. A bunch of stuff, a bunch of cool stuff, visual graphics and whatnot that uh, will be coinciding along with the pod and the stuff that we're talking about. So it just makes it a lot easier in general to follow along with all the stuff that, you know, me and Greg think is worth having a conversation about. So, Greg, without any further ado, let's get right into it. We have a big episode here today. And let's get into our surprise on the rise. I'll let you lead off with your surprise on the rise for week two. Uh, all right. So my surprise on the rise for week two is – Someone who, you know, I love doing surprise on the rises when they lose. Cause I think that the best surprise, uh, or I guess the, the best way to put it is some of the best surprises come in losses. And just like when you lose some of the best lessons in life come when you lose. And, you know, with that being said, the silly senders definitely got beat by run TMC very badly, but it wasn't, th there were some positives to take out of the game. And I think one of the positives was drew roll up and, really just how he's – I think he's starting to figure the league out and kind of figure yep. out his role in this league. I mean, like we always like to say, the Silly Senders have a very long and athletic team, and I think that with Drew kind of coming into his own, Brendan Carey starting to look better, and especially with Paul Stastrom starting to play well, you know, they have depth. This team also was missing a player, so I know they're going to get one more, I believe. And when you have seven players who are all long, physical athletes, you can compete in a league like a Legacy League's and you know, Drew had 17, 7 of 13. He hit three of seven threes. If he's going to have shoot 50% and about 41, 42% from the three-point line, I mean, look, this Silly Sanders team can be one of those teams that you don't want to see if you're one of the top teams in the first or second round because they can be a team that maybe they won't upset you, but they're going to make you work, and maybe you're going to be 
drained going into the next game or you're going to overlook them and maybe they can upset you. So I love what the Silly Sunners are doing. I know they got beat bad their first two weeks. They played two hard games in Flint and um, run TMC. But going forward, this Silly Sunners team is going to be right in the middle of the pack and they could push for that 6-5 spot in the power rankings. Yeah, they, they really are a good middle-of-the-pack type of team for the league right now because they have a lot of length, they have a lot of good size and athleticism on their roster. Obviously, putting together you know the offensive nature of the game in Legacy Leagues is going to take a little bit more time. Um, obviously, adjusting to the shooting, adjusting to the free throws, adjusting to how easy it is to get blocked when you're attacking the lane. It obviously looks a lot easier and a lot more fun when you're watching on Instagram than all of a sudden when you're going up against these really experienced teams who have been doing it for so long, they make it feel like it's uh, a lot harder than it actually looks so it might be a little bit of a humbling humbling experience for the silly senders these first few weeks but they definitely have all the components on that roster to have some success in this league long term so um so hopefully that they can just keep their head up and just you know keep moving forward obviously uh it's not going to be uh as hard as playing run tmc every single week it will get a little bit easier but um yeah, and I, I think it was just uh, you know an experience. I think even run TMC, Cody DiLonardo after the game was telling me how a couple of those guys on that team were actually you know some really good basketball players. It just didn't seem like they had all the stamina and all the you know the the quirks of the league figured out yet. Um, and I think that's just something that will come with time and, and experience. So definitely shout out to the Silly Senders, Drew Rolap. Definitely had a really good game, even though he came out on the losing end. And um, another guy who I think has a lot of good size, a lot of good length in this league is Colin, Colin Tracy, number thirteen for Scott's Tots, and uh, this kid's been balling out the past few weeks, uh, obviously the first two weeks, I should say. Um, but last week he had a nice double-double with 16 points. He had 10 rebounds. He had three blocks. He was really filling up the stat sheet. And as a big man on a team, you really want to see your big men get in those boards, get in those blocks, get in those easy baskets on the low block. And I really think that he provided his team with an interior presence that they really do need. Um, they obviously have all the Rafones who are all looks like they're all type of guard players and they really like ball handling, shooting and passing. So you really do need a traditional big man like Colin down there on the low block that, you know, kind of facilitate the floor and, and, and make some good passes out of there looking like Marcus Saul. Um, but uh, yeah, I really like Colin Tracy. I really like what he's bringing to the team. And uh, it's another team like the Scott's Tots, you know, just a team that I think middle of the pack right now and has the ability to move up if they, if they can really figure it out and just, you know, start to learn the league a little bit more. Because it's always tough for these rookie teams mm -hmm. to come in and make a big splash. But all these teams that we're seeing are really fundamental basketball teams, Greg. And I think that right now the only thing that they're lacking is experience in the league. So as they get that, um, I think that these teams definitely have a chance. Silly Senders, Scott's Tots. Um, you know, have the ability, even Toon Squad has the ability to, uh, you know, make some noise at the top of the power rankings um, come the end of the season. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what those guys do. We'll keep an eye on them as the season goes on, Greg. But speaking of the top of the, uh, the power rankings, let's get right into it, man. You, you, you got the Flint jersey on. You got the cigar in your ear. You got the Henny out over there somewhere. There it is. So, uh, Greg, Flint Tropics versus Redeem Team, a massive, massive game. This was like, you know, basically deciding some of the power rankings at the top basically creating a rivalry right off the beginning of the season. You got a bunch of talented players on both sides. And uh, we had this, we had this line at Flint plus one and a half, Ryan Caggiano, one of the lead guys over there for Flint was giving me some shit about that. Uh, not liking the fact that they were, you know, slight underdogs, but at the end of the day, this game went into overtime. So we knew this game was going to be very, very close um, decided by just a couple points. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Flint took the game in overtime versus the redeem team, 59, 53, <laughs> Mike Bazzuto led the way, as always, Greg. 24 points, 60% shooting, three made threes, two blocks. Nick Jaffs, 19 points. Um, 
those guys really just led the way for for the Flint Tropics, and it was enough to get over Eric Singleton, who had a great game on his on his behalf, 16 points, and only took seven shot attempts from the floor uh, to go along with three assists and a block, Greg. But without all that being said, I want you obviously everyone's here to hear your opinion <laughs> on the Flint Tropics. I'm just here to give you the stats. So, Greg, <laughs> what happened with your boys at Flint? How did they pull off this great win in overtime? Look, one, the question is not how. The question is, <laughs> what do we do to continue? what we do at Flint Nation, and that's get dubs. Um, get you know, dubs. we need to stop playing with Nick Japp's name. Nick Japp's is a baller. Nick Japp's can play. Stop playing with his name in the league. I see you, <laughs> interns. Hey, interns, I see you. Stop playing with Nick Japp's name. But that's what we do. Maybe you guys won't be invited to the restaurant. That's fine. We'll be eating dubs. You guys can be go, you know, get your uh, Lunchables Target or pizza? whatever. No, they can get Lunchables or something like that. Oh, not even Target pizza. No, no worse, worse. You know what? No, they can get uh, the off-brand Oreos, whatever you call them. But you oh, know what? no. It, everyone on Flynn's giving minutes. Everyone on Flynn's playing well. TJ Gianni in an off game, you know. And if Flynn's going to beat a top team in the league like Redeem like this, when they're off, I mean, hey, sky's the limit for my boys. That's what we do at Flint Nation. I love it, Greg. I love it. Another really good game taking a place right across from them on court two. Shocker City versus Nick Strong. Now, we had the Flint game versus Redeem team. We knew that was going to be a good game. We had that line very close. Mm -hmm. Shocker City versus Nick Strong, we did not think was going to be a good game. And we are so dead wrong for that, Greg. We owed Nick Strong every ounce of respect that we can possibly give them. They lost the game 76-72 versus the defend two-time defending champs in Shocker City. But, Greg, a four-point loss by Nick Strong in this environment. I know Shocker City didn't have their full roster, but they had a Bunch of good basketball players who were there. Pooch showed up in the, uh, I think, the second quarter, maybe early in the third quarter. Yeah. So they still had enough of Pooch to, you know, really get get good minutes out of him down the stretch. He obviously came in with fresh legs too, so that doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't hurt them having a guy maybe showed up a little bit late, but he's fresh and can run all game. So, um, you know, that definitely had a little bit of an impact. I actually remember Ant Vesicky. I was like, "Yo, who's this guy? Where did he come from?" Because Pooch <laughs> just walks on and literally in the middle of the game. Um, after, at that point, Nick Strong was actually playing great and was holding a lead. All of a sudden, they see Pooch show up. and like, dang, that lead's about to dwindle a little bit. And sure enough, that's what happened. Pooch did make a good impact. Um, but really, for um, the Shocker City, it was Terrell Vargas just pulling three after three after three. at 36 points, eight made threes, four boards. For Nick Strong, Greg, got to show these guys respect. Ryan Florentine, I'm done. This kid, not. I'm done calling him a role player. I'm done calling him a good player. I'm done calling him a solid player. This kid, starting the campaign now, all-star for the summer okay. 19 season it's over just lock it in he's already in he's already in the game because i'm telling you i'm putting him in if he's not in i'm putting him in. you got my vote all right this kid's an absolute stud he's pulling threes from five feet behind the three-point line no hesitation he's getting rejection blocks like he's a defensive player of the year he's getting rebounds soaring over the tallest guys that are on the court he just he does everything for your team. What does this kid not do? Alongside Mike Vesicchio, who was hot with the street pointer, he dropped 21 of his own points, kept his team in it the entire way. I really wish these guys were able to pull off this win because I was telling them, this, uh, the interns who were watching, this could be the biggest regular season upset of all time. And obviously for Shocker, it doesn't mean that much. But for Nick Strong, that was a really important game for those guys. You know, it would have been a great morale-boosting win. And I just like the, the, the vibe that those guys always have. You never expect them to come out with a win like that. But they were so close, and I was rooting for them a little bit there at the end. But um, they came up short, obviously, 76-72, Greg. I'm done talking about this one. You were obviously on the other court for most of the other game yeah. watching your boys at Flint. Um, but what, what do you see from Nick Strong going forward? Uh, and is this more of an important loss for them than it is an, an important win for Shocker City? 
Uh, I think it's both. I think that Shocker City can take it and look, hey, like we can't take anyone in this league this year lightly. Right. Um, anyone, I think any of the bottom teams outside the Bricklayers, or sorry, I love you guys, but I think any of those teams could definitely play. Look, if the, any of the top teams have five, six, seven, they don't have their full squad and they're not playing their best game. Anything can happen in this league, especially how deep the bottom tier team is. But I think for Nick Strong, I don't even know if it's big for them because I think they've always felt we can play with anyone and they prove it week, every week. And, you know, I, I guess it's a good building block for them. But like I said, th- their confidence is sky high. They always believe in their ability. And it's like you said, they're just if – if their shots are on, it's really hard to beat Nick Strong because when they're hitting their threes, they are consistent. All of them get hot. And like you said with Ryan Florentine, he's the star they've needed. And with him coming into his own and just really being a superstar in this league, this Nick Strong team can play with anyone just purely based off the fact they don't take plays off. They're all skilled at basketball. And if they get hot, they're a great shooting team. Absolutely, Greg. And um, so, yeah, I forgot to mention the spread. We had at 24 and a half points. So, you know, needless to say, Nick Strong covered the spread. Um yeah. I picked Nick Sean to cover the spread. I didn't think they were going to cover it like that, but dang, they covered that spread. 76, yep. 72, 24 and a half points thrown out the window. Um, even they came up to me after the game and said, who's setting those spreads? Because we never lose like that. So they are dead right. They always find ways to compete with teams. Um, I feel like Nick Strong is one of those teams that really plays to the level of their competition. If they're playing a poor team, I feel like they, they kind of come out slow and they're just kind of shooting threes, jacking threes and having fun. And if they're playing a really competitive team, they're going to lock in because these guys are athletes that played, you know, at a high level of football and other sports in their lives. So you know that these guys have that competitive nature that's in their spirit and uh, they're not going to you know, go down for anybody. They're really just going to compete to the, to the final whistle. And uh, that's what I love about this Nick Strong team. So Greg was 0-1 in this one. I, uh, I picked. Uh, Nick Strong to cover. Greg did not. But in the last game, Greg picked Flint Tropics, obviously, to cover, and I picked the Redeem team. So we were all tied up with the spread picks heading into this next game, Toon Squad versus Scott's Tots. Uh, we had Toon Squad minus 7.5-point favorites over Scott's mm-hmm. Tots, and they won by 8 points. They won 54-46, to 46, so a great spread set by me and you there, Greg. We made up for our total mishap with the Shocker City Nick Strong <laughs> game. Um, we already talked about my guy, Colin Tracy, double-double yep. for Scott's Tots. Noah Raffone had 12 points, five boards, and two steals for Scott's Tots. But it was really obviously the Toon Squad show with Chad McCoy and Jaden Battle, who combined for 36 points. McCoy was 57% from the field to go along with four blocks and six rebounds. And Jaden Battle hit a massive three-pointer at the end of the game. Uh, it was a four-point game with like about like a minute and 30 left. And uh, he had a big three to put them up seven, which was essentially a dagger in this one, Greg. That was your guy from last week, your surprise on the rise. So are you yeah. happy to see Toon Squad coming out with a close win here over Scott's Tots? Uh, I am. Uh, I think Toon Squad's coming into their own. I think they're starting to figure out this league. I would like to see Justin Riddell, number four, be maybe more aggressive on the offensive end. Uh, I mean, he he's very skilled with the ball. and he, I mean, he gets a lot of rebounds. I'm positive he had more than one assist. But I would just love to see him be more aggressive. He could take a lot of these guys on him to the rack and just – they're going to call a Val a lot of the time. Are there – or you will score or dunk over them or put the layup. I mean, he's a very skilled player. I would – I mean, he took three shots. He didn't even attempt a three. He didn't have a free – like, he took three shots. I just think he's too good of a player. It's kind of like Kayvon Turnbull mm-hmm. a few years ago. I The same thing. I used to always be like, man, just, like, be more aggressive. Like, you're going to score 25. Than he did, and mm-hmm. it's, it's. I think part of that is going to come with them figuring out this league. But Jada Battle and Chad McCoy, man, I mean, they're what a duo they are. They are yep. guard, big man, just love that 
they're they are really two big time players in this league. Like you said, Jada Battle hit a huge yep, Jada Battle had a huge three. And I mean Scott Tots has a lot of talent too. I really like Joseph Carbone, number twenty three. I just think he's kind of struggling on the low rims. Because mm-hmm. if he hits, I mean, we saw him miss some layups. Like these are easy shots. It's just you got to adjust. So I think exactly. both teams can take a lot from this game, and I think Scott Tots and Toon Squad are both trending upward. I love that. I agree with you one hundred percent. Two teams that are definitely, you know, we talked about it before. Maybe middle of the pack right now, but definitely have the upside trajectory mm-hmm. to, you know, make some noise uh, at the end of the year. Maybe late late playoff pushes or whatnot. So. Um, definitely going to keep an eye on those up-and-coming rookie teams, Greg. But another team, rookie team, Brick Layers, were on the court, and they took on Sportslook. Um, and this was uh, a less interesting game, let's just <laughs> say that. Sportslook versus Brick Layers, 109-33 to 33 in favor of Sportslook. We had the spread at minus 20 and a half, and that wasn't even close to covering. We had Sportslook covering, obviously, the 20 and a half, and they covered that and then some. Um, brick layers, we got to start giving them way more points in these spreads if they continue to play like this. Unfortunately, Greg, we still like those guys a lot. We're rooting for them all the way. We want those guys to succeed. But, you know, when you're out there getting beat the way that these guys got beat the first two weeks, it's tough to say a lot of positive things. So we'll talk about sports. Look, Dan Kokoro's 31 points and Brian Acevedo's 29 points really led the way for these guys. Jeff Norco didn't even have to have a big day. 13 points, a couple boards, a couple blocks. It's really all he needs to do. He shows up, he gives you his, his, his low body work on the block, and you know you, you just you just deal with it because you can't really stop Jeff Norco when he wants to score. I think in a game like this, he was taking it a little bit easy, obviously understanding the circumstances of his victory. Maybe not wanting to get hurt or go crazy. Um, Jason Bender, my surprise on the rise last week, eight points, four rebounds, four blocks, led his team in scoring. Mm-hmm. Obviously, eight points is not a big total to lead your team in scoring, but with four blocks and four boards, gave him some some big man numbers. So some definitely some production there. But overall, just uh, a less interesting game, like I said, Greg, in this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, a positive for the bricklayers, they almost out-rebounded sports. Look, 10, I mean, they were one away. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, those rebound numbers were a little bit funky, though. I don't know <laughs> hey, if they're hey, 100% hey. accurate. In the, in, the words of, uh, the late, in the words of the great Jay-Z, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. So, numbers I mean, hey. don't. <laughs> you know, um, if anything, Jason Bender, he's one of six on the free throw line. He hits three of six. They're at what, 35, 36? So, you know, there's some <laughs> positives to come out of this game. I think they're not going to play a team like sports look every week. I think they'll have teams that are – not as good, obviously, and as right. deep. I mean, sports look is eight deep now, and they are yeah, just yeah. talented, and they are a team. They are such a well-oiled machine, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> sports looks coming for that top spot. I'm telling you, they are right outside that top four, and they just need one big win to sneak in there. And I mean, I would not be surprised if they do it. Uh, John Zervos made an appearance, so I never shows up. Zervos is an, is a stud, former All Star. You pair him with Kokoros and, and Norco. You know you, they got some Marconi. guys. On this team. of course, Marconi. How can you forget Acevedo. about Acevedo? These guys are they have a huge team. Yep. Um, I would love to see them get uh, Terrell back from last from last season. He was nasty. Yeah. Um, but. We'll see what happens. I know that they brought him in late, like later in the season, multiple times, and he's, mm-hmm. he's covered that eligibility amount of games. Like late in the season, he gets he gets eligible for playoffs, obviously. And uh, you know, we'll see if they can do that again. I know that they like keeping uh, tricks up their sleeve over there on sports. Look, um, the last game, Greg, of the week uh, for the recap was Run TMC versus the Silly Sunders. It was the last game that took place that night by themselves over there on court one. <coughs> and uh, I heard Paul Miramina saying he doesn't like playing that late game because they bring up the divider between the two courts court two and court one and he doesn't like having that open gym type feel or so you know 
I, I guess that maybe that might, might have an impact on some people, but the environment, I, you know, that always imp- impacts certain players. It's like some same thing within the NBA. Some guys will play a lot better when they're at, uh, on the road or some guys play better when they're at home, you know? So it's always interesting to see how the environment impacts players, especially in the legacy leagues. And you're basically playing at the same place every week. So that's pretty funny. Uh, but this game, Run TMC versus Silly Sanders, 125 to 61 in favor of Run TMC. We had the spread at minus 13 and a half, and Run TMC covered that and then some. Um, this Silly Sanders team, I didn't expect them to get blown out like this, but when you're playing, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show during the surprise on the rise. When you're playing a team like Run TMC who has this much experience, it can happen to you quick. They'll jump on you quick. It happened right off the rip. They got on a quick run and uh, kind of demoralized Silly Sanders right off the rip. And how do you not get demoralized when a guy like Reggie Stewart is dropping 41 points, 10 assists, and five steals on you? And he doesn't even look like he's going 100%. Drew Rolap, Brendan Carey, very good games. They combined for 33, but that just wasn't enough. Even Mike Slat, our guy, Mike Slat, Slat. 27.7 boards and two blocks, one of them which was a mammoth block that was heard throughout the entire state of Connecticut. So um, just wanted to get that out there. But run TMC versus Silly Sanders. Uh, definitely not a game we expected to be like this, Greg. But nonetheless, I think this game would be a more competitive game if it happened later in the season. No, I agree. I think the Silly Senders, we're going to have a common trend this podcast on new teams finding their footing. I think that, like I said, I talked about the Silly Senders a lot with Drew Olap, so I'm not going to get in that deep into it. But I think they, they're going to come they're gonna come on strong. They're going to figure out their game. I think they need to get the ball inside more. You let their shooters get open threes, attack the basket, maybe – Get a few more. They only attempted two free throws as a team. You're going to need to attempt more, I, I just think. And shout out Cody Leonardo, 15 points, nine rebounds, seven yep. steals. Mm-hmm. Oh, he had I seven mean, steals? What a monster. Wow. The man should have been in player of the week. I mean, what a beast. Whoever does player of the Captain week, America. fire that man. I mean, Captain America was doing his thing. And that's what Cody Leonardo does. He's one of the most skilled basketball players in this league. He's one of the most efficient basketball players in this league. He's one of the most hardworking basketball players in this, in this league. And he is the fucking goat for that run TMC team. He is the bread of a sandwich for that. If run TMC is a sandwich, Reggie might be the turkey and the meats, but Cody's what holds that meat together. I love it. So Greg, all right, wait, wait, go back. He's not done. He's not even done. uh, I'll use a better metaphor than me. I'm just, he's the glue. Cody's the glue. That's all it is. Cody (laughs) without run, without run TMC needs Cody and shout out Joey Zocco, the GM, a great addition. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, Cody's been great for the Run TMC team for the past few seasons now. And I think him and alongside Slat, it's like they're interchangeable pieces. Whenever one gets tired, the other one comes out and it gives you the same exact thing. They're going to give you length, great defense, insane dunking, interior presence. Uh, They can guard guards if they have to because they're both extremely fast for their size. So I think that that's just a great interchangeable piece to have on their team because they always want you always want a guy like that on the floor. You always want a guy who's going to hustle, who's going to scrap, who's going to get blocks, steals. He's going to be driving every single play. I always notice it. If Reggie gets a steal right on the weak side of the court, Cody, who might be on the complete opposite side of the court guarding somebody else, he's always aware. He'll notice that somebody gets a steal and he flies up the up the wing, like goes up the court faster than anybody else out hustles everybody and will catch an easy transition lob from Reggie for a dunk. And it's just like, that's the type of plays that you really want to see your team producing because it's easy points. And it takes a lot of pressure off guys like Reggie Stewart, who doesn't have to score all the points. If he sees opportunities, because he's such a good passer, 10 assists, obviously, if he sees guys getting open down the court, he's going to find you. He's going to give your team an advantage. So that being said, Greg, 
Um, let's get right into our power rankings. Now, that's going to wrap it up for the recap segment of the show. Um, so let's get into these power rankings, and we'll go into the preview, and then we'll wrap it all up. But power rankings, Greg, same thing as last week. We'll go one at a time. We'll start at the bottom, work our way to the top. And uh, I guess I'll go first with our number 10 team, which is the Brick Layers. I don't think they're going to be moving up um, unless they can get some big wins because the Silly Senders, at, uh, you know, the Scott's Tots, Toon Squad, all these teams who are in that same region, you know, these guys are all going to have to um, – I think I think all those teams have more likely upside to start moving upward than the, in the power rankings than the Brick Layers, unfortunately. Uh, I'm just being real, I'm just being honest. I think the Brick Layers are in this just to have fun and, and play some basketball with their friends. And I don't really think they even care too much about these power rankings. So they'll be at number 10. Um, until further notice, Greg, who's at number nine? <clears throat> All right, at number nine, we have the Silly Sunday. <laughs> and my apologies, I was looking at last week's power rankings <laughs> and where we, and this is actually, that's actually, you know what, actually good. I brought that up because we had Silly Senders at six last week. Right. So they, so they, dropped. they dropped big time. And it's. <sighs> You know, it's hard because I feel like a, it's hard to really rate a team that's new off two games in this league, especially when you play two good teams. So the, I'll just say the jury's still out. We've talked about them. They're long. They can shoot. I think they have a few good shooters. They, they know the game of basketball. Even just like you said what Cody was saying, they're good at basketball. They just need to figure the league out. And it's definitely a different dynamic playing in this league. Everyone can meet you at the rim. You It's four on four, so there's a lot more open space. You have to know how to fill lanes more. And it's just – you know, I think they're going to be fine. I expect them to finish with three, probably three to five wins. And, you know, come to, come playoff time, I'm telling you, this will be one of those teams where it'll be like maybe it's them versus sports look and watch out. Greg, do you remember who the Silly Senders played week one off the top of your head? Uh, I believe the Flint – oh, nope, uh, Shocker City. You sure? Shocker? No, I think – Nope, Redeem Team. My apologies. Redeem Team. Yes, you're right, the Redeem Team. Okay, there you go. Um yeah, so that I think if I remember correctly, I don't remember the score off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure Redeem Redeem team won that pretty convincingly. 164. Okay, so yeah, they won that pretty convincingly, and then Run TMC comes out and they win pretty convincingly. Yeah. Um, you know, so now let's get right into our number eight team. Uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because Scott's Tots just came off a game where they played extremely competitive, even though they lost. Just like the silly senders, you might be saying, "Hey, how can we drop down below these teams who also lost games when we were just ahead of them last week?" You know. Scott Stotts played a game where they were in it till the end. And, uh, you know, maybe their opponent wasn't as as tough as run TMC. Um, but, you know, we just go week to week and, and base it off, you know, the team's performance that week. And last week, Scott Stotts played a little bit better than the Silly Senders did against their opponent. So for that reason, we have the Silly Senders at nine, Scott Stotts at number eight. Greg, who is our number seven team that also has like a similar storyline behind them as, you know, Scott Stotts and, and these other teams? Toon Squad. Toon Squad, baby. And, um, you know, it's – they're they, – yeah, that's – yeah, it's actually a perfect way to put it. They're, it's a really interesting dynamic, nine through six. It's because they're all kind of this – I know our six team, no spoiler, but um, it's, it's, it's such a weird dynamic because they're all new teams. They're all kind of around the same, and they all have a potential where they could sneak their way into the six, the five, maybe even mm -hmm. the four spot. And I think Toon Squad, me and you would agree, is the best of those teams. But we just have to see it on a week-to-week -week basis. I think this week versus Scott's Tosh, we really saw them come into their own more. Like I said, I want to see Justin Rudell just be more aggressive, take some more shots. Like, just go go in there and just drive to the hole. Like, if you don't want to shoot – like, I don't know what it is, but just – I like this Toon Squad team. 
There's a reason they're higher than the other teams in this power rankings. They did get a win last week, and they did get a big win helping cover the spread. I think they're a very athletic team. They have a probably maybe the third or fourth best big men in the league. I actually, I mean, we could argue that another day. But they, what the dynamic they have of guard play, shooters, athleticism combined with the big men, they have really all you want in a legacy league team. Mm-hmm. And if they can put it together, the league really needs to watch out. Absolutely. And that team that you were alluding to at number six is Nick Strong, who, yes, they might be 0-2, but yeah. they just played one of the most competitive basketball games against Shocker City that maybe Shocker might see off season. I don't know what they plan on doing in terms of how many guys are going to show up on a week-to-week basis. But if Shocker City gets most of their guys, Greg, they're going to be blowing teams out. So for them to be you know, only winning by four points against Nick Strong, this could be one of their closest games of the year. Obviously, we know the circumstances behind their, their mm-hmm. roster not being available 100% to them. But not, nonetheless, you had guys that showed up. You had guys on your roster that you put on your team. You had, enough, you had five or six guys, so they had enough bodies to, to you know, really go out there, compete, and keep their legs fresh. And uh, Nick Strong was, you know, head-to-head with them the entire way. So Nick Strong at number six, even though they're 0-2, take a massive jump in our power rankings because they rightfully deserve so. Um, this was a game where they came out and they they were relentless the entire way. Ant and Mike hitting big threes. Ryan hitting big threes. Frank Morale was getting a ton of offensive rebounds, giving his team second-chance points. And even Tyvar was fiery out there. He was, you know, chirping away. He was really producing like a spark plug type of, type of player for that team. And I think that with all those guys – you know, contributing in, in, in their own individual ways. Um, you know, I think these guys have have some, the ability to succeed this year, um, even more so than they might have had in the past, because now they have the experience, they have the chemistry, they figured this league out. And, uh, yeah, they might be on too, but watch out for Nick Strong. We think these guys are on the come up. Number five, yep. Greg, who we got? Got a boy sports look, baby. Shout out Scott Christie. Shout out the guys over at Sports Look. They got a, one of the best teams they've ever had. They're deep. They're all showing up. The, the theme with Sports Look used to be, Oh, they didn't have the guys. They'd have five guys one night, four guys one night, five guys, maybe max six. Now they come correct. They come with eight guys a night. They all can play. They're all very good at basketball. They all know their roles. They have a great mixture of guard, wing players like Acevedo, Marconi, and Corcoros can put the ball in the basket where mm-hmm. Jeff Norco can just do his thing. He's one of the most underappreciated players in this league. He's just – what watch him play a basketball game. He is so good under the basket. But the thing about it is he has one of the best mid-range shots in the league too. And mm-hmm. that – Jeff Norco is such a great player. This sports look team so deep. I could go on and on from someone like John Zervos. I mean – Nick Baccarella, this sports look team is so deep and they are just on the brink of breaking into that top four. Watch out for sports look if you're a top team. Do not sleep on them. All right, Greg. Now these top four teams is where some of the controversy starts. So obviously for people who don't know, haven't listened in the past, me and Greg used to do our power rankings individually. Um in order to save time on the show and also just, you know, make this segment a little bit more efficient. Um, me and Greg have started to come up with our consensus power rankings, which means before the podcast goes live, when me and Greg are prepping for the show, um, we come up with the power rankings, basically having our arguments on the phone with one another, where teams should be ranked. For the most part, there is no arguments. For the most part, me and Greg are always on the same page. And that's another reason why we came up with doing it consensus wise is a lot of the times me and Greg's have the same power rankings all the way, you know, one through 10. Um, but this year is starting to be a little bit more controversy. So. Um, it gives me and Greg these opportunities to, to discuss why we have these teams ranked where they are. At number four 
is Redeem Team. Redeem Team taking a drop in the power rankings, um, obviously losing to Flint Tropics last week. Um, was basically the deciding factor in that. And I remember Flint Tropics, who was originally disappointed that they were at four. This goes to show, guys, these power rankings are not permanent, and you have a chance to play every single team. If you want to go ahead of a team, beat them. It's just that simple. And the Flint Tropics did that, and they go flying up the rankings. So Redeem team drops the four. Greg, who's our team at number three? Uh, Flint, baby. Flint Nation, we're at three. You know, maybe we could be at two. We, we should probably should be at one. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> like Connor said, I think really what it comes down to is once you start arguing about power ranking, it's like, hey, whatever. What, what do power rankings even mean? The only thing that matters in the end is who's holding the championship. And power rankings are really just week to week. And I think, yep. especially with this league, um, I think that once you hit like week five, six, that's when the power rankings actually matter because that's when opinion comes into it more. Because like even though – all right, let's say like – all right, let's say Redeem lost to Flint, but then mm -hmm. our let's say TMC loses to Shocker, but then TMC goes out, beats Flint, Redeem, and like sports look back to back like in crazy fashion, and Shocker's kind of squeaking by. Then it's like, all right, they beat them, but then we got to use more of our opinion, you know what right, I mean? Right. So I think right now it's just all right, Flint beat Redeem, move Flint up, TMC obviously at two. No, well, I spoiled it, but um, <laughs> TMC at two. Obviously, they haven't done anything to uh hurt their cause they've just right. been falling out shout out reggie store and captain america and then number one i'll let you reveal the number one number one is, is shocker city and that's not going to change until shocker city loses the game officially it's just not right so that's basically what the whole argument that me and greg had on the phone was is i'll switch it back over to me um but yeah so the, the whole main thing for greg was obviously the flint tropics have the probably the best win so far this season over the redeem team which is a stacked roster who we actually had the Flint Tropics being slight underdogs and, and they win that matchup. And Greg, you think that that was, that win should have propelled them higher in the power rankings than maybe run TMC who has beat two lesser opponents. Was that like the central core yeah. of your argument? Yeah, that was the gist of it. But in the, in the end I did concede because it's, it is not fair to the guys in run TMC. Right. They haven't done anything. Right. To so as much as Greg that. wants Flint Tropics to move up the power rankings because they probably do deserve so. In order to move guys up, I was trying to tell Greg, you got to move guys down. So for Run TMC to get moved down after destroying their first two opponents by, you know, massive uh, margins, it's it's tough to move them down, especially because last season, whenever we talked about Run TMC and these power rankings, Greg, we always talked about their inability to really squash teams with their talent, which they, you know, they superior talent to most of the teams that they played last year. But they always found themselves sometimes even losing games and in close games and overtime games and games that were coming down to the last shot. And that really hurt their image in terms of being an elite team at the top of the power rankings. But this season, they come out the back to back runner ups and two, two Shocker City. And they've come out and they've dominated their opponents. The first you could argue year. they could be higher than Shocker because Shockers did technically this week yeah. what Run TMC right. did last year. Exactly. Right. Shocker City, exactly, was a good ex example this week of what TMC was doing in the past, which is playing a team that you're way more talented than and making it way close than it, or way more close than it has to be. Um, so for those reasons, we got these teams, Shocker City run TMC coming in from last season. They also brought in great teams this season, and then they're yep. both off to 2-0 starts. So even though Flint Tropics does have a better, better win on their resume this season, until uh, Shocker run TMC loses, we really can't move them down from their spot as of right now. But that doesn't, like you said, Greg, what do these power rankings really mean at the end of the day? They're just trying to show who these top teams are. The top of the pecking order doesn't really matter all that much because a lot of it is being interlaid from last season as well, the success that these teams have brought in. So 
you know, it's week to week. We'll see what happens. But if you want to move up over teams, like we said, Greg, just beat them. That's yeah. all you got to do. Just beat them. You'll move up. And Flint Tropics will play around TMC and Shocker City later in the season and have their ability to take over that top spot if they want it. So Flint Shocker week nine last week. Flint Shocker week nine. I cannot wait. Circle that one on your calendar. Uh, speaking of the calendar, let's get into week three, Greg. We got the week three preview coming up right now. And uh, let's get into this first game. Um, Nick Strong. We were just talking about Nick Strong. We were hey. talking about Run TMC. And we were just talking about Nick Strong's ability to compete with some of the most elite teams in this league. Um, they'll be taking on Run TMC. We still have this spread at double digits barely. It's at 10.5 in favor of Run TMC, who will be giving those 10.5 points to Nick Strong in the spread. But I think that Nick Strong can still cover this game, Greg. And uh, I'm going to probably pick Nick Strong with the points here, plus 10.5 to cover against Run TMC. What do you think? What do you like in this matchup? Uh, no, yeah, I agree. Um, actually, do you, do you you're, you're, actually, you're going to take Nick Strong? I'm going to take Nick Strong here. Right. Plus I'm going to go TMC. Mm-hmm. I think TMC is on a roll. I think, like you said, they're just – I think they've hit a new stride. I think Dominique Langston fits better than Eric Langston. I think the addition of Mike Slattery and Kevin Blake have just kind of – this TMC team is brand new. I think they're better than ever, and I think this is, without a doubt, the best-run TMC team Joey Zacco's had ever in Legacy Leagues. Wow. Bold, bold statements over there from Greg. And, now, Greg, I want to get into the surprise segment of the show that maybe people have been waiting for since they heard us intro it. Um, ever since last week, we tweeted out our spreads on the Weekly Rebound Twitter, and we got some great commentary from some of you guys. Tyler Cruz from the Low Post in Rhode Island, he actually commented and he, he wanted an over-under on Joey Zocco made threes, a little player prop bet, which got us thinking we should do player props. We'll do one player prop per game. We'll put it in the pick em segment. We'll each, we'll each make a little pick on those player props. Some of them are funny. Some of them are uh, actually some good numbers that we think, um, you know, maybe like a Vegas type of odd. But, uh, you know, some of them are, are, are just for comedic reasons. And some of them are actually like this like This first one, actually, like the Vesicchio brothers combined shot attempts at 40 <laughs> and a half. So we took both Mike and Ant. We're going to combine their shot yep. attempts after the end of week three. And uh, 40 and a half is what it's set at. Are they going to have more or less than 40-and-a-half shot attempts, Greg? I'm going to hit the over in this one. I think that they'll be pulling threes left and right, trying to keep themselves in, in a close game against Run TMC. What do you think in this one with 40-and-a-half? Are they going to go over or under that total? I agree. I think they're going to go over. I think Nick and Ant will be um, balling, and I think they'll be doing their thing. I like it. I like it. So that's basically what this uh, player prop segment part of the uh, – Did I say Nick? Did you say Nick? Mike and Ant. Mike and Ant. Yeah, Nick Strong got you got you bugging right now. Um, hey, Nick Strong, baby. We love. Nick, we stand. The J.J. Watts. The J.J. Watts. We love. Ball out, baby. Um, the next game, Greg, the Bricklayers versus Redeem team. So Bricklayers, we, we gave them like 20-something points last week, and that wasn't even enough. So we're doubling up. We're going to give them 42 this week. Bricklayers plus 42 versus Redeem team minus 42. I'm still taking Redeem team to cover that spread, Greg. Me too. I think Redeem Balls. I think Eric Singleton has a triple-double. I think they have an absolutely, absolute, excuse me, absolute field day out there. And I just think the talent of Redeem Team is going to be too much. The length, how, especially coming off a loss where Redeem Team feels like they blew it and they should have won. I think they're going to come and they're going to show that we haven't lost a step. We're trending in the right direction. And that when we play another big test like Flint again, we'll be ready and we'll get the win. Greg, originally we had this Eddie Whitman spread set at two and a half, but I'm just thinking about it. That's too low. We're going to put it at three and a half. Okay. So I'm putting you on the spot here at three and a half made threes for Eddie Whitman, just because I think Eddie's going to come out firing. 
I really think that Eddie's going to be one of those guys from from this team that's going to step up and show like, hey, maybe I wasn't used last week in those clutch moments, but I'm here this week and I'm about to and I'm about to show you guys why I should be out there on the court. And I think that it's, it's a big big game performance coming from Eddie Whitman. Three and a half is the made threes on his over under. You think mm -hmm. he's going to hit four and go over? Or you think he'll hit three or less and go under? For me, I'm saying he's going to go over that total. I say Eddie hits seven, has 28, wins a player of the week next week. Eddie Whitman balls. Eddie Whitman balls. You heard it here first. Next one, Greg. Sports look for Shocker City. Sports looks going to be plus seven and a half point underdogs versus the defending champ, Shocker City. Um, that's honestly not too disrespectful considering um, the fact that Shocker City, you know, if they show up with their full roster, they can blow anybody out by 20 plus points. And we have Sports look only seven and a half point underdogs. I think Sports look with all their guys has the chance to make this a close game. But I'm still going to pick Shocker City to cover that spread, Greg. Who do you like in this matchup? I agree. I got actually, no, I take that back. I got Sports Look picking the spread, but I got okay. Shocker winning. I think okay. Shocker wins probably by six. Okay. So Sports Look covering. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, speaking of some some covers, uh, Chris Zinsky, we're going to put him in the player props this week. Zinsky. It's only right that the legend Chris Zinsky gets himself featured in a new segment right away on the pod. Chris Zinsky's points, we're setting it at three and a half. Chris has hit a three this year. He's got some buckets. Yep. Um, maybe he gets, you know, two layups and, and hits that over. Maybe he doesn't get on the court that much because it's a close game and, and it hits the under. Um, it, just because of respect the sports look, and I think that, you know, whoever they have out there will be able to, you know, give a good defensive effort against Chris. I'm going to have the under in this game, Greg. Who do you like uh, or what do you like in terms of the over-under on Chris's point set at three and a half? Brzezinski, you go over, I buy you a bottle. No. It's go over. 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 Brzezinski's balling. I'm hammering it. Brzezinski's <laughs> dropping 16. No, but still. Brzezinski's going to have a good day out there. Maybe a few steals, a block, maybe a little rebound, but Brzezinski's going to have four it, points. Put the, how, put the 401k on it, kid. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Chris, he's got them going over. I got him going over. Go, I might get some shit from Chris getting some text later on, but you know what? I'll deal with it. Uh, Scott's Tots, Greg, versus the Silly Senders. Let's, let's get into this one. Uh, Scott's Tots minus two and a half point favorites versus Silly Senders. So, we have this one being a pretty close game. We almost set this one out of pick them, but just because Scott's Tots played a tough game last week, um, we're going to give them the slight favorite here. Um, I'm going to actually, yeah, I'm going to pick the Scott's Tots to cover the two and a half points. I think they maybe went by like in the range of three to eight points. So we'll see what happens there. Greg, that's where I'm going with on this one. Um, who do you like in this matchup? Scott's Tots versus Silly Senders. Uh, I really like the Silly Senders as a team, but I think Scott's Tots will come more prepared. I think they're ready to get a win. I think they felt like they've been robbed of a few wins, especially the Toon Squad one. I think they're going to come correct. I think they're going to become very motivated. I think they're a very talented basketball team, and I think their chemistry is a little better right now than the Silly Senders. So I'm with you. I got the Scott's Tots covering, and I got them winning. For the player prop in this one, we got the Rafone. So similar to the Nick Strong game where we had the Vesicchio brothers. We're going to take the Rafones, but there's three of these guys. The Nick Strong is only two. For the Rafones, there's three. And uh, baby. Uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe they're triplets. Maybe they're, I think two of them look really similar. Two of them might be twins, and the other one might be just like the third brother. We don't know. We'll, we'll get their story later on in the year. But um, they're definitely all related somehow. And there's three of them. And uh, they all get a bunch of steals. They're all guards. So we're going to actually take their combined steal total at five steals. We're going to set the over under at five steals. So, uh, Greg, is it going to go over five? Is it going to go under five? Or do you want to get bold and even maybe predict a push here that's going to be exactly five? Push, baby. He's calling the, words, the push. In the words of uh, Michael Jackson, just push. 
Just push. <laughs> That's what we do here at Flint Nation. You know, let me talk a little bit about Flint Nation. What we do in Flint Nation is we take risks. We go bold. We're not soft. We're men in Flint Nation. That's what we do. And when we go big, we go big. And we're pushing. Push. Bet the house, the family. Go steal your sister's car and sell it and bet on this. Um, we're talking about the Rafones and somehow Flint gets no. dragged into it. Um, but that's a good transition for me because Flint's the last game we have to talk about. By the way, I'm going under on those five steals. Um, Toon Squad versus the Flint Tropics, plus 11.5 point favorites is going to be your boys of the Flint Tropics. Or, I'm sorry, minus 11.5 point favorites, Flint Tropics. Toon Squad's going to be plus 11.5. And, and uh, I'm honestly going to pick the Flint Tropics to still cover the spread. They just showed me that last week that you, know, you can never count this team out. And even against a tough team defensively like Toon Squad, I think the Flint Choppers experience is what's going to propel them in this game. So I'm going to pick the Flint Choppers to cover 11.5 points here, Greg. I agree. I think Bazzuto's going to have a big game. Gianni will bounce back. I think everyone from Flint will have a big day, and I think they're going to come and show again we should be 2 or 1 in these rankings, and they're just going to keep proving it week in and week out until they get there. And I think that's what Flint Nation does. We eat those does, baby, all night. And the last but not least player prop of the night is going to be Matt Sear. And listen, hey. before we talk about Matt Sear, I want everybody to know I'm the OG Matt Sear fan. All right? I might not be the OG Flint Tropics bandwagon leader like Greg Horn over there, but I'm the OG Matt mm -hmm. Sear fan. This is true. And my OG season as an intern, I was the one who literally almost probably lost my internship with Joey, crucifying him for not having Matt Sear in that all-star game because he deserved it in every sense of the – or maybe it wasn't the – oh, it was defensive It was defensive player. player. As a defensive player of the year or as all defensive team, yeah. first team, whatever it was, um, all, all I know is that I was just trying to get Matt Sear some love at the end of that season. He didn't get it like he deserved, um, but he got he ended up getting it in, in, in uh, one of the next seasons. He got some defensive yep. recognition in the awards. So uh, Matt Sear, I love this kid's defensive game. I'm setting his blocks at one and a half because normally this kid will go over two blocks. But um, you never know against a tough team like Toon Squad. He's got a lot of size. It's going to be tough to get some blocks. We're sitting at that one and a half, and I'm still going to take the over because Matt Sierra's an animal. Yeah, I agree. I think Matt Sierra will have at least two or three. I think he has two or three or maybe four every game, but maybe we miss some. I think Matt Sierra is an absolute beast on the defensive end. He's one of the best big men in this league, and he's one of the best defensive players in this league. He can guard any position you need him to, and he's just such an important player to this Flint Tropics team. I really couldn't have said it any better myself, my man. So that's going to wrap it up, Greg, for a second episode here on the Summer 19 Weekly Rebound Podcast from your host, Connor Sauer, and my co-host, Greg Horn. Any last words you want to say to the people that be watching? Yeah. People of Flint. Flint Nation, baby. That's how we do. Flint that's Nation. That's how we do it. Greg Sharp. Look that's at how we do there. it. Greg, take a shot. That's how we do it. Flint Nation. <laughs> oh, my God. Flint Nation. Flint all day. Flint Nation all day. So be sure to drop a follow for the podcast on Twitter at weekly underscore rebound. Tune into the auto audio version on SoundCloud. I know a bunch of you guys listen while you're in the car, maybe while you're at work, maybe while you're working out, whatever it may be, guys. Stay up to date with all your Legacy Leagues content. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week.